Robert, when you think about what the Lord's done for us, while he was on the cross, you were on his mind and on his heart. And I, I trust this morning that as you came to church, that you know the Lord as your Savior. And if you are not saved, then that is the most important decision you'll ever make in your life is to know that you'll have a home in eternity with the Lord. And we pray that you would settle that. Take your Bibles this morning, if you would, with me and go to the Old Testament book, first book in your Bible, the book of Genesis, and Genesis chapter 22, if you're able to stand for the reading of God's Word this morning, <clears throat> out of respect, we'll read the first 14 verses of Genesis chapter number 22, and we continue our series that's based around our theme for the year, Magnify, and of course, this month, we've been focusing on magnifying sacrifice. And today we're going to look at the message that I've entitled Magnified by Unquestioning Sacrifice. And so Genesis 22 in verse number one, and it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham. Now let me just stop for a second. The word tempt there is there's words that are synonyms of that word, like the word test, the word try. You have to remember that the Bible says that God will not tempt us for evil. So God in no way would ever do anything to harm his children or to hurt them or to cause us to do something bad or wrong. Okay, so keep that in mind as we continue to read. So again, in verse number one, God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here am I. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, and saddled his ass, and took two of his young men with him. And Isaac his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering. And laid it upon Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father, he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them, together. And they came to the place which God had told him of, and Abraham built an altar there, and laid the, wood, uh, laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him, for now I know that thou 
fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. And let's pray. Lord, thank you for this morning, for the opportunity to gather together, to be under the word of the Lord. And God, we look to you, we look to the scriptures today for encouragement, for instruction, God, I pray that you'd help us to learn a lesson of faith this morning from one of your choice servants. And we pray all this in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing this morning for the Word of God. And when you look at this passage and in the Word of God, I would say that in the Bible, no other man was asked to give as much or so much as Abraham. Uh, Abraham was a man that, as he offered his sacrifice, what's interesting is we do not see a man that is broken or broken in heart. As a matter of fact, what we do see is a man that was worshiping while he was offering his sacrifice. And if you have lived long enough, like I have, you probably have discovered there are times in your life, like Abraham's, where God will place certain demands on our lives. Now, these demands will call for personal and even profound sacrifices on our part from a human perspective. We may not want or be willing to participate in what God is calling us to do, but I know this, that God does demand from us like Abraham, a total unquestioning obedience and participation in his perfect will. Notice what the Bible says in your notes, 1 Samuel 15 and verse 22. Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. God is saying to us, I am interested in you. I am interested in you understanding what is important to me. And this morning from Abraham's life, as he took those steps of obedience to sacrifice to the Lord without question, may you and I trace those steps and learn from his life how that we need to climb our mountain, a mountain of unquestioning sacrifice. Notice some of these steps that we see. First of all, unquestioning sacrifice involves perception. Now again, we understand everybody looks at things differently. Certainly when we look at things in life, we want to try to make some sense out of it. But I know that as I look at Abraham here, the one thing I love about it was he was in a position to hear God. He was in a position to hear from God. 
I'm glad you came to church this morning, but the question is, why did you come? Did you come to hear from God? Did you come to see what God would have to say to you from his word? You see, what Abraham heard was God's words. What you hold in your hand and what I am sharing with you this morning are the words of God. And may you and I find ourselves in a position like Abraham to hear from God. Now, this unquestioning sacrifice, notice, demanded a relationship. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 15, notice the verse, talking about Abraham, he believed in the Lord. And the Bible says he counted it to him for righteousness. That tells me that Abraham had a relationship with God. Now, maybe that relationship was rocky at times. Maybe he didn't always, like me, do what he should do. But can I say this morning, at least he had a relationship with the Lord. Do you know Christ as your Savior? Do you have a personal relationship? Because without that relationship with God, chances are you won't hear what God would have you to do. And we see that this unquestioning sacrifice demanded a relationship, but it also demanded a readiness. Now look at verse number one, and this is one of three places where the Bible says God tempted Abraham, and God said unto him, Abraham, and he said, behold, notice, here I am. As soon as God spoke, what did Abraham do? He responded. Now, we're, uh, our human nature is we have these things called smartphones. The problem is they're smarter than the people that are using them. And if you're like me, we get phone calls and the phone's ringing and you look down at it. And what's the first thing you do? You look to see who's calling. Now, you're faced with a decision because the next thing you're going to decide is, do I want to talk to that person? And so sometimes we let it keep ringing. Sometimes if our phone has it, we hit that button and says, ignore. We don't want to hear from them. And I hope as a child of God, or even if you're not a Christian this morning, that you want to hear from God. And when God speaks, that you would respond. You see, that's why we give an invitation at the end of our services. Why? Because as God speaks to us by His Holy Spirit, we as His children want to respond to our Heavenly Father. And so this readiness that He had, God spoke, He listened. And as He was listening, He was hearing the voice of the Lord. Well, listen, anytime God speaks, I know that I've never been disappointed when God speaks to me. I can remember years ago when my wife and I, we were, God had called me to, to preach the gospel. And of course, it was not something I aspired to do or thought in my life as a young man that I would want to do. It was God's calling on my life. And as God began to deal with me, I realized that I needed to go somewhere to prepare for what God was asking me to do. So we began to pray and God in his providence began to work and God led us to a, a church in Tennessee to go down and look at it. I remember going to 
the Temple Baptist Church in Powell, Tennessee. I remember walking into that great church in the auditorium. It was, uh, I don't know how many minutes before the service, but the auditorium was pretty filled. And I thought, wow. We were looking around. I wanted to find a place for my wife and I to sit down and enjoy the service. And I heard somebody say, there's some more seats up in the balcony. So we made our way up the steps to the balcony. I could still take you to the very spot. It's been many years ago where we sat down on that balcony over on this side. And as I sat there and the preacher began to open up the Word of God and I began to hear the words of God, God said to me, I didn't hear an audible voice, but God said to me, you're here, you're home. And I had a choice and I, the choice I made on that day was I responded to what God had for my life at that time, and there needs to be a readiness. Why? Because God is still looking for people to have a relationship with Him. It reminds me of in the, in the Garden of Eden when God created the man and He placed him in the garden, and the Bible says that God would come down to man to fellowship with Him. Listen to what the Bible says as Jesus said in John 4, the hour cometh. And now is when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. You know, God is still looking for a a man or a woman or a family that is ready to hear from him. You see, there was a relationship. It demanded that. There was a readiness that was demanded of God. But notice It demanded a revelation. Look in verse number two. The Bible says, and he said, God said to Abraham, notice the revelation. God reveals his plan. Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. This is the plan of God. No one, no man or woman can know the mind of God, until God reveals it to them. That's why it's important that we read our Bible. Because as we read and study God's Word, God reveals Himself to us through His Word. He reveals His plan, His purpose for our lives through His Word. And when I think about what God says here, look at it again in verse number 2. God wants Him to take thy son, notice these words, thine only son, Isaac. Now, if you know anything about your Bible, the Word of God clearly tells us that Abraham had another son whose name was Ishmael. But at this particular time, Ishmael had already been sent away, and of course now he has his son Isaac, who is, according to God's Word, the son of promise. Now God is commanding him that he would also take Isaac away from Abraham as Ishmael is now gone too. God was asking for everything Abraham had. All of Abraham's hopes, all the dreams that he had, all the plans that he had made, guess what? They were all in his son Isaac. And what was God asking for? God was asking for nothing less than everything. 
You see, a lot of times we're willing to give this or that. The Bible says here in this revelation from God that God wanted everything from Abraham. Can I tell you this morning, listen, God doesn't have to explain to us as humans why. You ever found yourself asking God, but but why? You know, as parents, we get to where when our children ask us things, and, and, and our children say, well, why? And what do we say as parents? Because I said so. Can I just tell you that should work for God? Because he's God and because he said so. And the revelation comes. Abraham shows us that faith knows the path of God, and it's the path of God leads to that which is good, And the path of God leads to God getting the glory out of our lives. So I find that this unquestioning sacrifice involves perception. But notice, secondly, it also involves preparation. You see, the Bible tells us that Abraham was commanded by God. And there were some ways that Abraham prepared himself And notice that one way was that his hands were prepared. Look in verse number 3. Abraham rose up early in the morning, and he saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and clave the wood for a burnt offering, and rose up and went into the place of which God had told him. He didn't waste any time. He got up, and what he did was he began to get everything together to do what it was that God was commanding him to do. There was an urgency. I mean, he didn't didn't deliberate. He didn't say, I'll go tomorrow. I'll get around to it someday. Listen, when God commands us to do something, don't put God off. The Bible says here that he he sensed the urgency. He didn't delay. It reminds us of what Jesus said when he was on this earth. And by the way, Jesus didn't come to stay He came to do his father's will. Notice he said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. You ever heard that little saying, carpe diem? means seize the day. Make the most out of the present. Folks, look, we're not guaranteed of a tomorrow. Make the most of today. Whatever it is that God asks of us, Without question, do what God is asking of us. And can I tell you that anything we do for the Lord should be done right. I remember years ago, we were, my, when I first got saved, the church that I was saved in, my pastor, he was, he was kind of a, a country kind of guy. And, and of course, he had, a, he had the will to work. He was a hardworking man. The problem is, is that the way he did things a lot of times was not exactly the best way. And so I remember many times we would start into a project and I would see how he was doing it. And so me and another, uh, uh, one of the uh, men of the church, we had this way where we would, we would distract him and divert him away from the project so that we could do it and do it the right way. Anything we do for God needs to be done the right way. And so I find that one way that Abraham prepared himself was he prepared his hands. The Bible says 
that he, he took his, the young men and he took his son and he claved the wood for the burnt offering and he rose up and he went into the place that God had told him. Not only were his hands prepared, but notice his head was prepared. Now when I say this, look in verse number four. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and he saw the place afar off and Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder. You see, he had had three days and three nights to think about what he was about to do, what was going to happen, what God was going to, what God was asking him to do. And can I say, from a human standpoint, it made absolutely no sense. But nowhere here or anywhere else in the Bible do I find Abraham doing what we do at times, and that was questioning God, arguing with God about what God was asking him to do. The only thing Abraham knew at this point was that Isaac was the future. And you know what God was asking? God was asking for Isaac back. Asking for him back. My wife and I, and you, I've told the story many times because I just, to me, it reminds me of how great God is. But when my wife and I became parents, God gave us a child, and our daughter was born and had complications. I'll never forget being at the hospital. I was there by myself. Well, my, my mother was there. Joy was not able to be there. She, was, she had just given birth hours before this. I remember standing in that waiting room and the doctor coming out with the scrubs on, with a mask on. And I remember he had a clipboard in his hand and I, he asked me to sign it. I said, what am I signing? He said, you're signing and giving us permission to do whatever it takes to save your daughter. And I remember signing that piece of paper, and I remember thinking this thought. God, you gave her to us. She's yours. And if you want her, you can have her. I remember that. I remember how God has been blessing in her life over these many years. And it reminds me of Romans 1.17. Therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, notice these words, the just shall live how? By faith, not by sight. See, Abraham couldn't see it all. He couldn't even see what was on top that mountain. He didn't know what he would experience. But by faith, he climbed that mountain. Unquestioning sacrifice. He prepared his hands. He prepared his head. Notice his heart was prepared. Look back in verse 5 again. The Bible says, Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and he laid it upon Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife. Excuse me, verse 5, I'm sorry. Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass. And I and the lad will go yonder and worship. And notice these words, and come again to you. 
Now, when I looked at that the first time many years ago, I stared at that for quite a while because he takes his servants with him so far, and then he leaves them. And he and his son, he says, we're going to go, good southern word, yonder. He says, we're going to go yonder, we're going to go up there, and we're going to worship. And he says, and then we're going to come back. We're going to come again. I, I don't think I'm reading into the Word of God, but when I look at this statement, I, I, I got this thought was, Abraham knew. God had already revealed it to him. He knew why he was there. He knew that God was asking him to offer his son to him. But how did he look at this whole situation? It is revealed in that one word. He viewed it as worship. This tremendous sacrifice God was asking. He viewed it as worship. He, he thought to himself, listen, God is worthy of all that I have. The past couple of months, we've been focusing on, and we've heard it many times, we came into this world with nothing. Every good gift cometh down from above. God has blessed us beyond measure. He's opened up the windows of heaven and poured us out a blessing that we cannot receive it, folks. And the Bible says here that Abraham realized that God was worthy of all that he had. How could he do this? How could he sacrifice without question, without wavering, without reservation? I'll tell you how. Because he knew that God always honors his word. God's never let one of his promises ever fall to the ground. Look in your Bible in, the, in chapter 11 of the book of Hebrews, that great hall of faith. Look what it says here. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. Notice, offered up Isaac. And he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called Notice this statement, accounting that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. Now you look at that passage there where Abraham, by faith, believed that God could raise his dead son again. And the Bible says back in our chapter in Genesis 22, Look at verse number 5 again. The end of the verse says, He told them, And we will come again unto you. What a great statement of faith. And God wants you and I in the place of Abraham. God wants us to, in our lives by faith to say, Look, there is nothing or no one in this world that is more precious to me than God. God is the most important thing in my life. And so as he makes this unquestioning sacrifice, he does that through perception. He does that through uh, preparation. But listen, what good is preparation if there's not participation? God wants us to understand when it comes to sacrifice, we cannot just sit on the sideline. Hey, it's great when someone else is doing it. But God says, what about you? We see from Abraham's life that he participated. Notice how did he participate personally. The Bible says again in verse number 6, 
he took the wood of the burnt offering. He laid it upon his son. He took the fire in his hand and a knife. And they went both of them together. Sounds pretty personal to me. They're carrying the wood. They took the fire. They had the knife. He led the way up that mountain with his son. This was an event of personal sacrifice. God had a plan for his life. and God has a plan for your life. And I'll tell you, just like from the life of Abraham, what is important is this, that you and I would personally get involved in God's plan. What is it that God would ask of us? See, it was personal, but notice it was also profound. Look back in your Bible in verse 7. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father. Notice now this conversation, father and son. The son says, my father. And he said, here am I, my son. And the son says to his father, Behold the fire and the wood. I see the fire. I see the wood. Where's the sacrifice? Tells me that the son understood what it meant to sacrifice to the Lord. He had been taught by his father that there has to be some preparation. See, he perceived that they were going to offer an offering. They prepared for it. They had the wood, they had the fire, they had the knife. But something was missing. This conversation is taking place as they're going up the mountain. Notice in verse 8. The father says to his son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. Look at these sweet words. So they went both of them together. I don't really understand, Isaac thought. But if dad said it's going to happen and God's going to do it, then God's going to do it. And so the Bible says they continued their journey. Look at the next verse. And they came to the place I don't really know how exactly he knew it was the exact spot. But God said, this is it. This is the place that I've established. And the Bible says they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there. And he laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son. Did you hear that word? bound, he tied up his son. Isaac's a beautiful picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't see Isaac fighting his dad. And the Bible says he, he tied up his son. He, look, he was, I believe this with all my heart, he was going to take his son's life. The Bible says he bound his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand. 
And he took the knife to slay his son. Can you see by faith this morning Abraham standing over his only son, the son of promise? And he was about to offer that sacrifice without question. Now, the, what was profound about this was is that he was willing to do what God asked him to do. He was completely obeying God's commands. He was holding nothing back. He was giving up everything that he loved. What an act of love. What an act of worship, as he put it. How could he do this? How could he, how could he offer up his son that he loved so much? Well, I really believe when you look, look back in verse number 2, the Bible says that God told him, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering. You see, Isaac, in Abraham's heart, Isaac was already dead. God had already told him. He had asked for his son. Isaac had already been offered in Abraham's heart. John Calvin said the heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. Warren Wiersbe called the heart the master control unit of the body. You know what's amazing with God is that when you and I put our faith in Christ through the redemptive work of Jesus, God gives us a new heart. Sometimes I, I see Christians, I see some of you, doing things, participating, giving, sacrificing. And I know in my heart, just like in my own life, that's probably not him, that's probably not her. That's coming from the new heart that God's given to them. And I find here that this participation for Abraham was personal. It was profound because in Abraham's heart, Isaac, his son, was already dead. But notice how powerful it was because when Abraham obeyed God, by the way, you know what this was? This was an opportunity on this mountain for God to work. And because Abraham participated, because he obeyed God, then God was going to give him an opportunity to receive special blessings. And these blessings that Abraham would have received and did receive, listen to me, they would have been blessings that he would have otherwise have missed out on. But he didn't miss out on them because he obeyed God. Notice some things that he did receive for his obedience. He received God's provision. Remember how the Bible, he told his son, he said, God himself will provide. God, God was asking him to give up Isaac, and then we find here that, that he got Isaac back again. Why did this happen? Because he obeyed God. Are you listening this morning, Christian, that if we would obey God and, and understand what God is asking us to do, to exercise faith in him, Abraham had faith in God, his faith honored God, and God honored him for his faith. And while Abraham and his son were making that journey up that mountain, maybe it wasn't at the exact same moment, but I have to believe this, that that 
ram, that lamb that was up on top of the mountain that he looked and saw that that ram had to make a journey up that mountain. Maybe, maybe while they were climbing one side of the mountain, the ram was climbing the other side. God was already providing. God was making a way when it seemed like there was no other way. And can I tell you this morning that, listen, in your life, when we obey God, God is still the Jehovah Jireh of our lives. He will provide for us as he did for Abraham. And when we do what God asks us to do, no matter what the cost is, God will bless. He received God's provision. He also received God's praise. Look at verse number 12. The Bible says that God said unto him, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. He heard God say, that he was pleased with him. Isn't that awesome when you hear God saying to you, I'm pleased, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Do you desire to hear those? I know that, listen, when, when I was a child growing up, when my father would say something like that to me, oh, that was something that I, I held dear. Now as one of God's children, I desire that God would be pleased. And look, it was as I see Abraham and he obeys God and he receives God's praise. This whole incident was really never about Isaac. It was about Abraham. Again, Abraham's a beautiful picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. But God wanted Abraham and he wants us in the place of total sacrifice. God wants to know that we would love him above all things. And when God commands us, and he asks us to sacrifice, it has nothing to do with what we are told to give up. It has everything to do with whether or not we're willing to give it up. God doesn't want your Isaac. He didn't want Abraham's. God wanted him. God wants you. God wants me. And so he received God's provision. He received God's praise. Listen, is there anything in your life that you would consider more precious than God? God says, whatever that is. Last week, remember, we studied the woman that had that expensive box that had the precious ointment in it. Remember what she did? She broke it and she poured it out on the Lord. She gave it to the Lord. See, God says, if there's something in your life that's more precious to you than me, then why don't you give it up? And when we do, God will praise us. God's pleased with us. He received God's provision. He received God's praise. He received God's promise. Look at the end of the story in verse 15 with me. The Bible says in verse 15, And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven, notice these three words, the Second time. Child of God, if we obey the Lord the first time, 
will hear from him a second time. And the Bible says in verse 16 that God said, My, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord. For because thou hast done this thing, what thing? He obeyed him. He sacrificed to him without question. Because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the, as the stars of the heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies, and in thy seed shall all, notice, all the nations of the earth be blessed, because, because thou hast obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned unto his young men, and they rose up and went together to Beersheba, and Abraham dwelt at Beersheba. See, he received God's promise as he was there, and he did what God asked him to do. What did God do for him? God renewed the covenant that he had made with Abraham, and as God renewed that covenant, it was a reminder to Abraham that his relationship with God was still intact, that things were good between him and the Lord. God knew when he asked, remember in verse number one, God did tempt him, and in our lives, God will do things and, and take us through situations and try us. Why? Because just like in Abraham's life, God knew what Abraham would do, and when God puts us to the test, God will do that. Why? Just like Abraham, so that God could see what was in Abraham's own heart and that God can see what's in your heart and what's in my heart. And because he did what the Lord asked, the Bible says he was blessed. He was blessed, why? Because he put God ahead of everything else. God needs to be first place in our lives. God deserves our best. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness, and here's an important word in that verse, and all these things shall be added unto you. See, when we put God first, it's not about those things. God wanted Abraham. He wanted Abraham's heart. You came here this morning, and you might say, God, I do this, and I do this. God says, listen, it's not those things that I'm interested in. It's you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Abraham willingly without question offered, sacrificed. And it reminds me of what God did for us because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The Bible says that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You see, there was a day where God's son climbed a mountain. And by the way, if you study it, God, his son, went up Mount Moriah, the very spot that Abraham was going to offer up his son Isaac. And Jesus, there on a hill, laid down his life. And the Bible says, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Do you know Christ as your Savior? Because that is the most important decision you will ever make. Would you bow your heads with me this morning with our heads bowed and our eyes closed? I want you to think this morning 
I appreciate you being here. Some are visiting with us today. We're not here to get you to think like we think. We're here so that you can hear what we heard many years ago, and that is the Word of God. And the Word of God is quick, it's alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And the Bible says, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And you've heard God's words this morning speak about a man by the name of Abraham that was asked by God to sacrifice his son. God was interested in Abraham, his heart. Can I tell you this morning that that's the same thing about you, is God is not willing that any would perish, but that all would come to repentance. How many of you this morning with our heads bowed and our eyes closed with an upraised hand could say, Pastor, I've had a time in my life that I've put my faith in Christ. I'm saved and I know it. Can you raise your hand as a testimony that you're saved? Hands all, o- all over the auditorium. You can put your hands down. If your hand was not up, you're just not sure that heaven would be your home if this was your last day on this earth. You see, Jesus, the Lamb of God, gave his life so that you could have eternal life. Would you, would you ask the Lord today to forgive you of the sin in your life? Ask him to come in your heart and be your Savior. And the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right where you're at this morning. No one's looking around, but between you and God, if you're not saved, would you cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me of the sin in my life. I believe that you died for my sins. Come into my heart and be my Savior. And no one's looking around this morning, but I wonder, before I go to prayer, did you pray that prayer? Did you ask the Lord to be your Savior? The one who gave His only Son for you? By an upraised hand, would you slip your hand up, Pastor? I prayed and asked Jesus to be my Savior. Would you slip your hand up? You can put it right back down, but I just want to pray. Anyone at all, I see that hand. Anyone else? You can put your hand up and write back down. Pastor, I prayed and received Christ as my Savior. Lord, I thank you this morning for these that have made a decision to trust you as their Savior. Lord, I pray that you'd help us as your children to have a a faith-filled life even when things don't make sense to us, that we would do what you command us to do, what you ask of us. Bless this invitation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you stand to your feet with your heads bowed and your eyes closed? The altar's open this morning. Why don't you come and say, Lord, here I am. 
That's what Abraham did. Why don't you come and say, Lord, I'm listening. Whatever you would ask of me to do, I want to do that. Some of you might want to just come and say, Lord, if you want me to sacrifice, just show me what you want me to do. Would you come this morning?